A few years ago, I was stuck in a specific area in my life, and I traveled to a distant city to meet with someone to help me work it through. I was there for a couple of days, and one morning I woke up early to walk along the beach because I was filled with doubt and uncertainty. Did the money, time, and effort I spent to come here, was it justified? Was I going to receive and get the clarity and help that I needed? And I wasn't sure. So I went for a walk along the beach early one morning just to clear my head. And as I'm walking along the beach, it got a little windy. So I just randomly stopped as I was walking to take out my sweatshirt and to put it on. And as I'm putting on my sweatshirt, I looked out over to the sand next to me. And there in the sand, in huge letters, was written, God loves you. Here I am walking along the beach. There are thousands of miles of coastline. And obviously someone had come beforehand and wrote this message in the sand. But this was a personal message to me. Hashem was sending me a message while I was confused and in doubt that he hasn't forgotten about me, that he knows exactly where I am and he's leading me along. And his love for me is constant and always. That was a very powerful moment for me personally. In a few nights is going to be Sukkot. The halacha is that the walls for a sukkah, most of us have four walls. But at a minimum, the halacha is that you need to have two full walls and the third wall, a mashahu, even if it's a tefach. That's the minimum requirement in order to be kosher. In fact, the chida says something beautiful. The word sukkah, the root letters of that word is samach, chaf, hey. Samach is a complete circle. It's like what most of us have, a full sukkah with four walls. This middle letter is a chaf. A chaf has three walls. Some of us may have only three walls for a sukkah. The last letter is a hey. A hey is two complete walls and then a mashahu. And then a little tiny, the third wall is a, is a tefach, is a mashahu. To represent the minimum requirement needed to be yaitzah for a sukkah. And that's the halacha. But we know that in Torah, in addition to the practical halacha, there's always a deeper, a deeper meaning, a deeper message that we can always connect with. So this halacha that a sukkah needs at a minimum two full walls and then the third wall even a tiny bit, what is the message, the relevant message that we can learn out from here? The Arizal and the Balatanya both say a fascinating, most beautiful and moving idea and the message of the sukkah. There are Four ways a person can show love to another person. 
You can use words. You can tell somebody how much I love you, how much you mean to me. You can say, use beautiful words of love. The next level is a kiss. A kiss, when you kiss somebody, you're communicating to the person that my love for you is so deep that words, mere words, cannot capture it. I need to give you a kiss. A level above that is when someone looks at somebody with a loving gaze, a loving look. Sometimes the way a parent looks at a child, the way a couple looks at each other, sometimes the way a Rebbe looks at a Talmud, just the look in the eyes says it all. The eyes of a deep look communicates all that you need to know. There's so much love in the look. And the fourth way of communicating love is with a hug. But these four are not equal. The first three, words, a kiss, and a look, all of those the recipient can move away from. If I don't want to hear your words of love, I could close my ears or walk into a different room. If I don't want to receive your kiss, I could pull away easily. And if I don't want to see and observe your look of love, I could close my eyes or turn away. However, a hug is different. A hug, which is an embrace, the recipient, obviously unless uh, they get into a fight and I push the person away, but it, at its core, a hug, the recipient has no choice. The recipient is stuck in the embrace of the hug. Additionally, there's another difference. The first three are all given to the front of the person, to the person's face. Words, I speak to the person. A kiss is given to the person's face. And a look, a gaze is also to the front of the person. However, a hug is not just the front of the person, but more importantly, is to the back of the person. And the reason for this, explains the Arizal, is that a hug shows and communicates a different level, a much deeper level of love. Because the difference between the front and the back is when I give somebody a kiss or I speak to someone words of love or I look at somebody with a, with a look of love, all of that is to the front of the person. There's something called conditional love, reciprocal love. And a lot of people relate to this where I love somebody because of something. The person makes me feel a certain way. The person gives me nachas. The person makes me feel validated. I enjoy the person's company, the person's personality. There's always something that the giver of love is receiving from the loved as well. It's reciprocal. It's conditional. And most people's love today is conditional. It's reciprocal. There's always a value. There's always a benefit that I receive. It could be friendship. 
it could be companionship, it could be a sense of being, but it's always a benefit, a physical or emotional, psychological benefit. And that's the first level of love. It's a level of where it's to the person's face. Why the person's face? Because the face is where the recipient gives back, is reciprocating to me. I can see the person's reaction. I can hear the person's words of love in return. A person's back, though, doesn't give off anything. There's no expression. There's no feedback. There's no, reciproca there's no reciprocating. A hug embraces the back of a person because it shows a level of love that's unconditional. It's independent. It's not dependent at all on what you give to me. In addition, a hug is love even if you don't want to accept it. Whereas the first three is love, but you need to be willing to accept it. Explains the Arizal. With Reb Chaim Vital explaining this as well. This is the message of the sukkah. A sukkah is Hashem's embrace and Hashem's hug to each and every single individual. So certainly, we can all have four, hug, uh, four walls, like the Samach, like we said. That's a full and total embrace. You can have a Chaf, which is three walls. But explains Reb Chaim Vital, the minimum amount of walls a person needs for a sukkah is two walls and a mashahu. Why? Because the most basic hug is a one-armed hug. Normally, you give a hug with a person with their two arms. That's like a samach, a full and total embrace. But the minimum hug is with one arm. What's the shape of an arm when an arm goes around and gives the other person a hug. An arm is made of three parts. There's from the shoulder until the elbow. That goes around the person's side. Then you have from the shoulder to the wrist, and that wraps around the back of the person. And then coming up on the other side is, a, is the hand, from the wrist to the top side of the finger. It's not a full length of like the arms, the other two parts, but it's just enough to wrap around on the other side and to give that embrace. That's like the sukkah. Two walls from the elbow to the shoulder and from the wrist to the elbow. Two full walls and then a mashahu, the tefach, the wrist to the top of the finger, because at a minimum, that's a hug. The sukkah has to be a, a hug. And what is the message of the sukkah? The message of the sukkah is that Hashem's love for us is not just like words, a kiss, or a look and a gaze. Hashem's love for us is like a hug. Number one, it's unconditional. It's not dependent on our reciprocating to Him. Hashem doesn't love us because X, Y, and Z. His love for us is inherent. It's like a hug. We know a lot of people, when they receive hugs, they feel uncomfortable. If a, someone gives someone else a hug that lasts more than one or two seconds, they start to squirm. They start to pat the other person on the back. It feels very uncomfortable. 
But that's good discomfort. It's because we don't know how to receive unconditional love. And that's the message of the sukkah. Hashem's love for us is irregardless of where we are and if we want to receive it. Hashem loves me so much and there's not a thing I can do about it. And in addition, it's the back. It's the back of us. It's not because I have to prove myself to Hashem. It's not because I have to legitimize my very existence to Hashem. And that's the message of the sukkah. But this is a very difficult idea for many of us. Most of us don't know what to do with the concept of unconditional love and Hashem's love for us is so deep and so all-encompassing. And like I mentioned before, we feel uncomfortable with unconditional love. We feel uncomfortable if someone else gives us a total hug. We don't allow ourselves to become vulnerable, to put down our walls that protect us and to just melt into the other person's embrace, into the other person's expression of love. Some of us have never experienced unconditional love, whether from the way we were brought up, from parents, or from rebellion, or from mentors. All the love that many of us have received have been very conditional. If you do A, B, and C, then I will accept you, and then I will embrace you, and then I will love you. But if you don't toe the line, and if you don't be a good boy, quote-unquote, then I reject you. And we take this dynamic and we take this relationship that we have with the world and we superimpose it on our relationship with Hashem and we believe Hashem's the same way. But Hashem's much greater than that. Hashem's love for us is absolutely independent and unconditional and not reliant on me. It's not like the stock market where it depends every minute, it goes up and down, up and down. Hashem's love for me goes up and down, depending every second where I'm holding. And many of us walk around with our finger on our pulse, and it's tremendous anxiety of where do I stand in this world? Hashem is a force of stability, of reliability and dependability. He doesn't change. His love for us is unconditional. A lot of, of us take our own self-perceptions of self-hate, self-judgment, self-rejection. How can I accept unconditional love from Hashem if I'm walking around judging myself, rejecting myself, hating myself? We automatically assume that because we view ourselves that way, Hashem views us that way. All this is really a very nice idea. But many of us walk around with the sense of distance and a sense of alienation. So how do we reconcile our personal experiences with this message of the Ariza, with the message of of the Sukkah? You know, relationships are two ways. There's my relationship to you, and is your relationship to me. Have you ever had 
a friend who the friend feels closer to you than you feel to that person. Not all friendships and all relationships are equal. Sometimes you'll have one party feeling closer and feeling more friendship to one, one side, and there's less love and less connection from the other person. It's not always the same. And that's exactly how it is. Hashem's relationship to us is unconditional. It's steady. It's strong. It's independent and despite us, not because of us. But our relationship to Him, that is a whole different story. That's where our choice becomes. Do we want to enter in a relationship or do we want to resist a hug? Imagine you have a person, he's working in the fields and it's so hot every day. The sun is beating down on him and he's sweating away as he's working the fields and he's thirsty and he's sweaty and he's tired and the sun is blazing. He just can't stand the light. He can't stand the warmth anymore. One day as he's plowing his fields, he comes across in the mountainside. He comes across a cave. Ah, it's nice and cool in here. The sun is not beating on me anymore. So he goes inside the cave. And the deeper he goes in the cave, the darker it gets, the cooler it gets. And he feels a oh, relief. And he goes really, really deep into the cave where it's pitch black and it's cold. And in the beginning, he feels good because he has relief from the sun. But he becomes comfortable there. And he stays there for weeks, months, and months turns into years. And it's pitch black, cold, nasty inside. And he's been there for so long that he totally forgot what it's like to be outside in the beautiful sun. One day, a man stumbles upon this cave and finds this recluse hiding out in the cave. And he says, why are you hiding here? He says, oh, this is where I belong, in the cold, in the dark. He says, come, come, come outside with me. I'll show you where there's warmth. I'll show you where there's light. And the man says, but I've been here for so long. I, I can't, I can't, I can't receive, I cannot relate to the warmth, to the light of the sun. I almost forgot what it's like. And the man says, you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is be willing to leave your cave. The sun has never stopped shining. The sun has been shining for the past many years that you've been hiding here. It's the same sun, beating the same light and the same warmth and the same power. It's you who's been hiding. Come outside. And when the man walks out of the cave, the same son never left. It was he who left. The message of the sukkah is that Hashem, he never left us. His love for us is burning bright, is shining warmth. His love for us is inherent. Because we're a chelik mamish, we are a piece of the divine energy and spirit. I'm not legitimate because of what I accomplished. I'm not legitimate because of my talents. 
I don't have to prove that I deserve to be alive or deserve to have a relationship with Hashem. I have an inherent relationship with Him. He loves me unconditionally. He loves me and He embraces me. There's nothing I can do about it. The sun will always shine, no matter how many caves I hide in, no matter how long I hide in the cave. He's still shining. The reason I feel cold and numb is because I've hidden in a cave. It's too much for me. I can't accept unconditional love. When someone gives me a hug, I get all squirmy, I get all comfortable, and I want to pull away. Says that Rizal. That's what the message of the sukkah is. Come out of your cave. Lose yourself in the embrace of God. He loves you so much, and there's nothing you can do about it. Fall on his shoulders. Feel the beautiful warmth and the light come out of your cave, Isukkis, and appreciate and embrace Hashem's unconditional love for you.